if you want to have higher quality clients to want to hire you, you should be a higher quality leader yourself. What is it, fam? This is your host, May Bornilio, and welcome to the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for social media managers and service providers who want to grow a profitable online business. This is a space where you learn how to sign clients, bring in more income, and make more impact. All these without complicated tech or complex funnels. Instead, we'll go with simple yet powerful methods that you can use right now. Over the past years, I've grown from charging $2 per hour into growing my flagship program, helping service providers hit five dollars to $10,000 cash months, all through socials. Social media can change your life if done right. And I am here to share with you the best lessons I've learned in this journey in hopes that it can help yours too. Let's get into the goods of today's podcast. Shane, would you like to share with us where you're at? Okay. I want to share with you this year has been a big year for me in terms of leadership. Years past, I did not hire people, even if it was long over, overdue for me, because I believe that I wasn't a good leader. And mm-hmm. I had this not good with people. I'm very aloof. I'm introverted. So I, I've been like conditioned that I'm not good with people. And so, but like last year, I said that if I wanted to grow, to have a big business or at least a decent business, then even if I work for myself, I would still need a team. So it's like a non-negotiable team, right? And so I, I had to reframe my mindset around that, that it's a skill do not have. I do not have good communication skills. I do not have the relationship skills with other people. I probably lack a bit of empathy because I'm just too, you know, um, (laughs) like I feel like people should be able to do what I do too. And so one big reframe that I was able to do, and because I wasn't confronted, dreaded firing people that I hired. And because I felt that they would feel bad or, you know, they would lose their income. But then I also had to make the reframe that it's either things or like my kids and like, hell no. <laughs> and because it's for my kids and if they are like not performing well, at least and all these kind of stuff. So I have to choose my business and my family over feelings. So, and that's also the reason why this year, going into the end of the year, I am now focusing on building the systems like hiring, having success scorecards, like so that I at least feel better when I fire someone. My goal for next year is to hire and fire as fast as I can. And if I have the scorecards with me, like I'm firing you because here your scores said so. And so that's, that's where I am right now. And, and I shared the reason and um, with Coach May, and I've hit my annual bar for this year. And so I'm being audacious and crazy to target like double for for next year, which would take a lot of, you know, very scary. And then going into the delivery part, I now had to have all these people who would deliver. And it helped me realize that I would rather outsource and well parts of the services and then I would really just stick. And that is choosing the best part of the content and turning that into a video. <laughs> so I made the decision of I will subcontract this or I'll find a collab, probably another agency or, or a business owner for this. Stick to what I know best. Because in my case too, if I want to scale fast next year, 
to build systems fast by next year. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I would learn new things. I would have new people that I don't even know what to ha- to train. I'm a social media manager. I'm a video editor. And just like struggle right now where I'm stuck is I'm not creating because I'm very like money motivated. Like I'm really a mukhang pera with the heart, you know, that's my hashtag. And so when I create content, it's in my mind, but when I create content, for my pages and it goes geographical, it would be for Filipino audiences. And even though I know that I would be able to help more freelancers and whatnot, and they have more knowledge in that area, I would really rather just spend my time on creating content that is for clients. But that would mean that it's on another topic and it has to be in English and, you know, because my clients are all international. And so that's where I'm I'm stuck right now in building that content and, and personal brand because the easiest content for me to produce is actually on the freelancing side because it's my journey. I, like sit in one, in two hours and then I right away. But then for this whole content repurposing, strategy thing it's it's a whole process for me to create the content and so I'm stuck in that and that's where like I'm not sure how to proceed for next year so yeah that's me in a nutshell (laughs) I love that well there's a lot of things happening let's take a pause like that's a lot hitting the annual (laughs) goal firing firing you know delegating i want to touch on uh first of all congratulations it's been like you are one of those very particular if i may say the stories in my world where like oof i'm out i'm like oof i'm in and i'm in i'm in like i'm here you know so i i love that because it showcases how different our journeys can be and i, I just feel glad to welcome you back and congratulations and Stepping into the leadership, hiring, firing, your job as CEO is very different than your job as Shane, the person, you know, what I've realized is that, and I've also um, let go of people starting early in the year. I know who I want to keep. I know who I want to work again. I know I don't want to work ever again. Like I love, I love this game. And I think what I've found is that because everyone that I've worked for me and with me and even outside they have we have remained very good friends because we connect at the heart level but there's always a very clear distinction between what is heart level and what is business level and there's nothing wrong in the whole process I think your job as a CEO a big part of it is to hold everyone to a higher standard we all like went into the freelancing world, into the business world to be our own boss. And if we're not good bosses, it's a problem. And so first of all, you have to be a boss to yourself and we are already doing that. But also you have to be, you know, you have to be a leader to people and to hold them to a higher standard. And as you have mentioned, scorecards, I love that because you have KPIs as well. They have KPIs that they have to hit, but also you are at the stage where if the performance is not excellent, it is not normal. So you set the standard for the for the norm in your business to be excellence. And that is your job. When people come into your business, you set the standard. They will come in 
And this is what happens to all of us. We come in into someone else's business, like when if you have ever been in a corporate job, and you look around and you take a look at what's the standard in the room. You decide, actually, you see that, mm, are people coming in late? Are people submitting things on time? Are people overworking? Are people keeping life balance, work balance? Like we set everything. We set the standard. And so I don't want you to feel bad in whenever you feel like it's not meeting the standard. And there's this book that I really, really love. I think Soft Skills, Emotional Ingredients for Business Success. It's by Gary Vaynerchuk. He mentions 12 of it. One of which is also when leadership is like a whole new beast, right? Sometimes your people are not in the best condition to work with. And this is when we come through to understand how to motivate people, how to hold them when they're not at their best and pull them up. So they move in your business, not in a way that they they perform because they're scared of you, but they perform because they love you and they love your business. And so that's the game that we're playing because when you have the heart of people, you don't even need to tell them to perform, they will, right? But when they don't, then we we take the seat and we wear the hat and we say that this is not working for for us and they will and they will know that and then you will know that that is also a lesson for many of the people who come into the business because it brings them to higher standard and then they will find out that oh okay that was not if they did not want to leave the business and then you had to make them leave then it's a good thing for them because they realize that I have to perform at a higher rate and this is standard of excellence for you On the side of creating your content, I think the delegation is a non-negotiable because you're doing an agency. Like I will always circle back into the money and the freedom. Most important than ever is the freedom. And as a creative, like I know you can, but not because you can, you should. So I feel like this SOP route is, is happening nicely for you. But also, even though you can do the things for the client, I would need you to step into taking an audit of everything that you can delegate, everything, and then keep only what still excites you. So if doing the thing for the client doesn't excite you anymore, delegate. Some people will be able to do that better than you you are, you know, and we have to accept that some people are even like better than we are. And your job is to have the best people in your team and to feed them well and to love them well so that they stay and they keep doing the best for your clients, which is good for you. And then you only keep in your business the things that only you can do and you would like to do, nothing else. Like there shouldn't be anything that I'm not delegating this because I don't want to pay for this yet or I can still do it or I still have a little bit of time. We have to shred and remove all the fat and all the fluff in your business for two things to remain. One, things that only you can do and two, things that you like to do. The rest have to be delegated. For sure. Yeah. For so sure. can I can I circle back on where were you feeling stuck again? Because you would like to create content that are for that are for yourself. And the easiest content for you resonate with mostly the Filipino audience, right? Yeah. Can you talk to me about that? The easiest content for me to create is about some tips and whatnot. Because I've been there. That's my journey. And probably even like building the agency and then some personal development stuff. But, of course, that's not the content that my ideal clients would resonate with because they would need more of the content repurposing. And so I'm kind of like stuck between which kind of content or like how do I merge these two 
mm. so that I create only one batch of content. But I think my priority is more of getting clients rather than going into the free the, the Filipino target market. I feel like there has to be key pieces of content that are targeted to your audience, definitely. Because when they land into your profile, they take a look at your first few posts, they take a look at your highlights, take a look at your stories. Mm-hmm. Like that is a clear indication to them that you are someone who understands them. But your whole social media doesn't have to be about it. Like, I feel like you would very much enjoy documenting the process. You very much enjoy speaking to people who are like, you know, who want to who want to do what you're doing. So we're talking tips and, and tricks and freelance stuff. That can be part of you documenting your process. And this documentation of your process is something that is very powerful for your clients. Because same with what Amy is going through, Shane, you're building a brand and people mm-hmm. do not work with you only because you can help them, but they work with you out of the many people who can help them because you are you. And what makes you you is the documentation of who you are. So if today you would like to talk about, you know, you see other freelancers, you like to talk about that, just document your process. Don't put a lot of effort on it. Document as if you're just you're just documenting because you're not selling anything anyway for that. It's just you expressing yourself. But then if you think about how do I strike a balance between content for my clients and content for myself, right? I feel like if content for clients is something you can delegate, delegate it. That would be like a very, very easy solution for you. Because the things that your clients have to hear in order for them to resonate with your content are the same things. It doesn't change. It's like repurposing the content, you know, not having to create more content, making use of what's in the bank, like all of these things, that things being it being a nurturing thing. All of these can be done in like one full, one full sheet. And then you you can put everything, all the important points. And that gets repurposed by your assistant. That gets repurposed by someone for you. So what your agency is doing for other people, your assistant is doing for you. Hey, hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I know that many of you who listen to the Scale on Socials podcast are also entrepreneurs. So I recorded a free masterclass where I explained step by step how I sign premium clients for my social media agency month after month. The same strategies and systems, you guys, help me make a full-time income as a business owner and have more time to travel around the world and be with my family. That's the best thing about it. I will leave the link in the show notes so you can watch it for free. Now back to the episode. So then this thing is taken care of. You drip um, a few things if you'd like to keep it fresh, but it doesn't take so much effort. And then you go do what you like, which is document your whole thing. I don't think you will attract the wrong audience. I think it becomes an asset for you if you have this key, key converting content in your profile. And then the way you create content daily is documenting your process. Because then people will see that, oh, out of the 10 repurposing experts that they know, they will know you better. So it's easier to sign up with you now because you've stood out because they see you more. And that's our that's our behavior as consumers. We sign up with people who we see more often, who we know, we feel like we know. So if they feel like they know you, I think put it out. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Thank you. You are most welcome. 
we shouldn't expect people to love and own the business as much as we do because they don't own it. Like if they're putting in 70%, that would be amazing. So the most powerful type of work is when you know how to encourage and motivate and love your people. And that's really leadership. They would love to do it for you, not because you're paying them, but because they love it. And I think that is a skill. I'm lucky. I have Coach Karen. I have great people inside my team. And I always manifest that. I didn't have to change people a lot. And I always express to people when I want to keep them or when we don't have to keep going. Okay, I'm going to go to Louise and I'm going to go to Rana. Let's go through it. So Louise says, I feel like I'm just the beginning to implement all the lessons I've learned here in OBS. I feel like I'm not just here to get another client, but I'm here to make this business grow. I love that. Build a brand, a community that knows me and are excited to work with me. This is more about the vision, the long-term goal. Oh my God, this is so level up. It takes a whole lot of patience, but I can't help but feel pressured about the timeline I created for myself. I'm used to getting what I want and entrepreneurship really challenges me. And this is, hello, welcome to the beauty of creating like a business, not just to get clients, but because it is life and it is, it is what we do. And I'm so happy that you mentioned long-term because this is what people don't have. I feel like coaching and the whole business world started to become easy for me because of one thing, dissolving the timelines, feeling like you have to hit this on this specific goal. And I always go back to like circling back. If your family is eating, if you're safe at night, if you have security and safety and you're well and you're provided, why are we rushing so, so much? And I always remind myself that because sometimes it's easy to get into the loop of, oh my God, he's making 10,000, making 20,000, making all of these things. Why are we competing so much? And this is the type of people that I am calling in to my world in 2023. People who are in for the long game. People are who are in to make a brand, not just get a client, build a brand, build a community. And I think, Louise, you're just really growing into that direction. And, and I love it because when you do this, it starts to become fun. So you're dissolving everything that doesn't serve you, such as timelines and comparison and imposter syndrome, and you're in for the long run. What does that look like on a day-to-day? You create content and you're not worried that it's not liked by 100 people. You create reels and you're not worried that it's not getting the views. You create because you create. You create because you want to give and impart and influence and build a brand. You want to build that community of people who believe the same things as you do. So this is why you create content. You do not just create content because you want to sign the client. When you start to step into building a brand, you create not expecting immediate gratification. You dissolve instant gratification. And so you stop looking at your notifications and the views of your reels and the views of your stories because you do not expect them to turn into sale right away because building a brand means building a relationship and a relationship takes time. You don't get into the restaurant, meet your Tinder date and say, let's get married. No, you don't. You just don't, right? You get to know each other. You ask for each other's names and background and you meet again and you see each other again and you text and you see on Instagram and you meet with friends. So many impressions. And then at some point you decide, okay, let's become a couple. So when you create content, give, teach, influence, say your thoughts, 
be a person, be a human, you can create content without call to action. I'm probably like other coaches are going to smash me. What? You can create content without call to action. This is when you are going to create a brand because you're saying things because you're ex- expressing it because you are building who you are as a brand, your beliefs, your thoughts. And so you create to create, not for sale. And then when you sell, you sell. I really love what you're saying, coach. But, you know, sometimes I keep holding myself back. Like, I think what I'm saying is going to be amazing. But the thing is, my audience are like business coaches and, you know, coaches. And they're, I feel like they're so much more superior than me because I'm just an online service provider. So that's, that's why sometimes I hold myself back from saying what I want. And that is something that I want to improve as well. Yes, I love it. I love that you said that. And and you are calling your own self out. You are now starting to build a brand. So you become a thought leader. So you say your thoughts. And let me make this very clear. You cannot mess it up. It is impossible for you to mess it up when you're building a brand. You're not driving people away. You're not scaring people away. If they unfollow you because of your thoughts, then be it. It means that your your space is being cleansed because if you want a community that is aligned with you, they need something to align with. And if you're not saying your thoughts, they, they don't have anything to align with. It means you're just blending with everybody, right? Right. So here's the thing. Coaches, When they're looking for a social media manager, when they're looking for a team member, we love a team player. We love someone who leads themselves. We love someone who has initiative. And this is you. When you express yourself, they will know that that's you, right? So this is what separates a personal brand, right? You, a brand, a thought leader, you have initiative and you create in their business versus people who only follow instructions, And we're feeling restricted because you're being called to step into being a brand and you're keeping yourself in the service provider. And let's clear that thing out of, you know, they're superior than me because we all need people in our business. And for me, I would love to hire people who are brains, not just hands, right? There are hands, there's handwork, there's brain work. So everyone in my business are not just following what I want. I hold the vision. I help them bring out their ideas and then implement it. So when I always do my interviews for people being part of my team, I always ask them what they think their strengths are. One of the things I love is when they say, you know, May, I, so let's say, for example, I have Desiree who's taking care of my courses and she's taking care of the funnels and everything. I don't give them instructions all the time. Like I let them own the outcome. So when she owns the outcome, she will come up with ideas on how to achieve that outcome. And I am not in the business of counting the hours that you put into the business. I trust you because you're a leader of your own. And that's how I want people to be in my business. I want leaders in my business, not employees. And so if you want to attract, okay, if you want to attract coaches and clients, Louise, that are that are not micromanagers, coaches and clients right. who are on a higher level of leadership, they want leaders in their business too. And so when you're a leader, trust me, they would want you in and they will pay high for it. Thank you so much. I think I needed that. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm very open in this. When I started, 
was this my very, 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 very first coach was Maria Went, who has this successful female entrepreneurs group. And then she is way, way started earlier than me, like eight years earlier than me. And she's amazing. And then I enrolled in her courses and then I enrolled in her coaches course. So then we became like classmates sort of. And then she was looking for people to be part of her business. And she messaged me and she's like, would you like, would you be interested in working with me in my business? And this is my first coach from whom I found out the world of coaching, right? And so then I realized that "Mm, leaders want leaders. Leaders don't want to micromanage. Leaders want brains in their business. And so if you want to have higher quality clients to want to hire you, you should be a higher quality leader yourself. And so that means you can freely express who you are. And so I want you to be intentional in making a shift to be fearless in what you put out. There's nothing that can go wrong. I promise you. No one is superior than you. Definitely. This book, The Courage to be Disliked, it's by two Japanese authors. They describe the journey as horizontal, not vertical. So we feel like our positioning in the world is, this is me, this is her, this is him. But in reality, it's like this. This is me. This is her. This is him. We are all moving at the same pace of life. Not the same pace, but the same line. No one is superior than the other. So we're all in a horizontal zone, not in a vertical line. Like horizontal. Moving together forward, not in front of each other. Yeah. Awesome. The only one we haven't heard from is Rana. So I want to check in, Rana, what's happening in your world. What is up? Is up. Well, for me, it's very personal. It's two nights to go before my birthday. And I'm turning, I want to start this thing, Journey to 30. So I used to be very afraid of reaching 29, to be honest. I'm not sure what to expect. And then I realized I'm the only one putting pressure on myself. Because, and I've been doing that a lot the past year. And I'm telling myself, oh, it's been a year in in full-time freelancing. But looking back, I think there were a lot of of betterment along the journey. I love this phrase in Tagalog na, malayo malayo na, ah, malayo pa, pero malayo na. So, yeah, turning 29 in two days but uh i don't know what to expect but really the journey to 30 i i really hope lesser setting of expectations just embracing the journey because i realize that the more i put pressure to myself the more that i'm just getting stuck and i'm i'm forgetting to enjoy the journey itself so yeah, the branding and all that. I, I have a lot of plans to finally, finally um, launch my my own website and my own branding. And it's so good to hear all the thoughts that you have because I have been so afraid to actually show up and tell people what I'm, I'm really doing presently. But I think it's really time to finally let go of all these fears and finally show the world and the uniqueness of what I have because that makes our own journey, our own branding unique to others. So 
I always like look others and well, I, I wish I'm like this or I wish I'm like her. But then I forgot that I also that God made some beautiful stories in my own journey. So love that. You know what? I'm so proud of you. It's been two years and it's just been a whole roller coaster ride. You you are so much better than you know where you were. And I think it's worth celebrating. I think as well that it is time that you step into shifting what you think of tomorrow. Like instead of being in defense mode, I hope the client doesn't say this. I hope I don't make a mess out of this. I hope I launch this. Like instead of being in defense, be in offense mode. And be open and exploring and curious. So instead of expecting yourself to be perfect in everything, be in a space of wondering and curiosity. I wonder what if I release that website? I wonder if I create a new offer and market the hell out of it. I wonder if I don't, you know, I don't open myself to doubt. Let me try one week where I challenge myself to just post, to just say what I want, to just reach out. Like, let me just try three days of it. Like, be curious because these will bring in pleasant surprises for you. And I, I really just feel like, you know, age, it becomes dreadful when we are expecting things and we are in fear that we haven't achieved it. But I think every year is becoming better for you. Like each year you're becoming more of who you really are and what you really deserve to, to receive and I cannot wait when we are 40, 45, and 50, and you're enjoying your company and you're enjoying your family, you know? So happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I may just share the past weekend, I've been in this very, very beautiful event. It's called Ingenious. Um, We've had, it's a demo day. We've pitched. So uh, <clears throat> involved in like two startup companies now. And um, it's uh, making me realize that there's a lot big world outside um, because I used to be in this box and it says there that there is actually no box in the first place because we all we often told that we should think outside the box, but really there's no box to begin with. So yeah. I love that realization. That's a powerful takeaway. I think you're being called to like really step into exploring and move in curiosity. Again, you cannot mess things up. You know, we've gone through the worst and now you're here. So I think it's time to enjoy the journey more, to have less expectations, dissolve the timeline. You're going to be okay. Like you've always been. You've gone through the toughest of times. So this, this is nothing. Like it's time to enjoy Thank you, Rana, for sharing. Shane, Amy, and Louise, Coach Karen. I want to just thank you, ladies, for being in this call. I planned on holding space for you and discussing. There's a ton of changes that has happening inside OBS. I will announce it soon. But a few of the things, I just want to give you a little bit of an idea. There will be revamp happening for the month, for the year 2023. Instead of it being a 12-month container, it will be six months, and it has the same investment. So... I'm happy that you're here today. And there's also many things that are happening. So there will be less but more potent number of calls. There will be a revamp in the in the curriculum because I'm taking out 
strategies that I'm no longer aligned with. I'm shaping OBS more into becoming a program for people who want to build, like what Louise said, are here for the long term. Like want to build a brand, want to build an empire, not just get get three clients, get four clients. No. So it is going to be shaping in that direction. I'm going to be opening a mastermind. I'm going to be opening two one-on-one private coaching. So there's a ton happening. And I just want to like thank you guys for for being here throughout all of this time. And every win that you you send me, it's in a folder in my iPhone that I take a look at whenever I'm feeling like, mm, you know. Okay, ladies, leaders, power women, big love. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for action takers who are ready to turn their goals into reality. If you found value in this and would like to work closely with me and my team and learn how to sign premium clients online, here's what you have to do. Go to my Instagram at makeithappen that is spelled as at M-A-E-K-I-T happen and send me a DM with the word O-B-S. That's letter O-B-S. My aim is to help social media managers and service providers turn your skills into an actual profitable business. We will teach you the strategies, the steps, and the tools that you need so you can be consistent in getting high-quality clients and serve them with confidence. Again, head over to my Instagram at makeithappen and DM me the word OBS and we will have a quick chat to see whether or not I can help you scale online. All right, I'll speak with you soon and don't forget, we have one life. Live it to your best today. Bye.